Welcome to Speak the Truth, a podcast devoted to giving biblical truth for educating, equipping, and encouraging the individual in counseling and discipleship. Hello, hello, hello. We are back in studio. We are going to finish this uh, third part of... Paul David Tripp's book, Parenting, 14 Gospel Principles. The last two podcasts, we went through uh, the first 10 of these principles. And uh, so now we're going to finish with the last four. Uh, but before we do that, everybody good, goody, good, good, Jonna? I feel like when you do the whole uh, hello, 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 you're trying to be like a Matthew McConaughey with all right, all right, all right. <laughs> you got the Bible? No, it'd be better if you did. Oh, man. He says something else there. That's the redeemed version. <laughs> um, anyway, Jeremy, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great. Good, good. I know we don't have a whole lot of time, so let's uh, let's jump right in here. So um, let me again before if if you're just tuning in to this particular podcast, this is uh, podcast three of uh, parenting 14 gospel principles. I would encourage you to go and check out the first two where we covered our calling, which is the most important thing. And through our calling, we find grace, law, inability, identity, process, lost authority, foolishness. We finished last podcast with character, and now we are on the 11th principle. The 11th principle, false gods, the principle is you are parenting a worshiper, so it's important to remember that what rules your child's heart will control his behavior. Mm. Um, that is, you know, in kind of going back to our previous episode with, you know, character and foolishness and authority, the character is driven, which I think, Jeremy, when you were reading um, Second Timothy, uh, one last episode, it kind of got into that, um, where it started kind of like with the fruit of life and godliness, and then it ended with love. Um, and then to this particular, uh, this particular principle, again, the heart is controlled. I'm going to go, I'm going to go straight to the book if that's okay. And, <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, that was classic. This is one of those books that you kind of keep kind of referring back to. Um, but one of the things that Paul says is it says, since your children are worshipers, a vital skill for you is to learn how to lead them to confession. I think that's really mm. cool. Like I remember even when the kids started uh, learning how to pray, um, you know, we, we actually, as a parent, we were always praying for them and we, sometimes forgot to ask them to pray. And then as they were praying, you know, we started seeing that, you know, one of the kids as they were praying was just always asking God for something. Mm -hmm. And so we had never really realized that we hadn't taught him kind of like the fundamentals of prayer and, and the importance of confession and, and gratitude and things like that. And so we took that time to then really look at that, but also Michael, obviously could pray for our, our home and family all the time. Right. But I love it when you pass off and say, Hey, Dustin, or Hey Jackson, would you pray for us now? And I think that's, that's helping them model the practice of prayer. And so from a, even from a counseling room and a pastor, you know, we probably always get very comfortable to open up in prayer, to close in prayer, but how fruitful it is to, um, you know, to help them be able to, to pray for their day and their heart and help them to, to learn how to do that. Right. And I think a part of that confession, uh, cause we can get in the, the habit of simply confessing and repenting over behavior, mm -hmm. but this idea of false gods is just helping children, uh, by asking them, uh, you know, what, what they want most in that moment or what was most important to them in that moment, what, what was their treasure, then they begin to confess the issues of their own heart, which mm -hmm. is really uh, robust in nature. 
could could there some of the things that they're worshiping be what's what's having that what are the false gods in their life so this is a very good area for people to do good data gathering ask good questions you know so one time i found that um, a girl was really uh, struggling with same-sex attraction or identifying herself in the in the plural pronouns and things like that not necessarily because that's where she was but really because she found and she were you know her identity in this particular group kind of what she was worshiping and wanting in her life then became kind of what you know led to her behavior and the changes within that so i think this principle is good for um of of taking the time to figure out what's ruling your child's heart mm-hmm. yeah and i think you know, just in and realizing uh, we're more as a parent, we're more like our kids than we think. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, which our, is ourselves. Right. Which is, you know, another kind of, well, it's the fourth principle of our inability realizing, um, and really, um, our calling that we're, we're more like them than what we realize. Um, but just the last thought on the false gods is just there are kids hearts. Um, there's always things going on in our hearts. Um, John Kelvin in one of his famous quotes talks about, you know, the heart is an you know, an idolatry factory, an idol factory. Um, it's always producing false gods and, um, and our kids are no different. And when we recognize that and we help, you know, really bring light on that and uh, helping them identify what a false God looks like from early on. And as they grow and confessing and repenting and Jeremy, I like what you were saying just about just the, it's not about, you know, repenting necessarily from the behavior. It's just acknowledging the deeper rooted issue in the heart and helping cultivate that within our kids. So Very the next good. principle is control. And this is the, the goal of parenting is not control the control of behavior, but rather the heart and life change, which kind of ties into what we just said really. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anything else you all want to say there? Do you want to move on to the next principle? It just makes sense. If, if it's ultimately about what the child is worshiping, that feeds right into that next principle that we can't control what's going on inside our children's hearts. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so we just have to parent them well uh, to help them understand what's going on in their hearts and guide them on things that they can do behaviorally that can influence the heart. Yeah. We need an omnipresent cardiologist. That's right. Did you just make that up? No, that that's a, that's a Shaolin in one of his songs. Oh, I was about to say, that's um, really good. Yeah. But I think this number 12, obviously this principle that we're talking about is, is one that's understanding this will then drive out how you walk it out. Right. Us understanding as the parent that this is not the goal of parenting to control it, um, but rather the heart and life change. So the more that we know this and we're intentional in reminding ourselves this in the moment, the more fruitful our, our communication, the way we communicate and living out all these are walking out. All these other principles are going to. Um, right. Mm-hmm. And how it will play out, how we'll live them out better. So then the 13th principle principle is rest. It is only rest in God's presence and grace that will make you a joyful and patient parent. Yeah, that's a very powerful principle because typically what we will um, try to find rest in is an obedient child. Mm -hmm. Uh, And when we we feel like when we get to that destination, uh, when our child is behaving the way we want them to, that that's our ultimate destination where rest can be found. But um, we know that's not true. I'm, I'm reading an awesome book right now called On the Road with St. Augustine by James K.A. Smith, where he's really digging into um, Augustine's theology and, and how that shapes the journey that we're on called life. And he says this, if we never seem to arrive growing tired of every place that promised to be the end of it, the road, 
It's because the terrain of our interior life is a wilderness of wants. Um, and obviously, Augustine has famously noted that his heart was restless until he finally found his rest in God. So if we're not finding our rest in God, then that tells us that our, we're worshipers also, and maybe we need a worship realignment as well. That's good. I think, you know, just being the parent is one of those main roles and responsibilities that God gives us that can really bring on the anxiousness and the fears and just all these types of things, mm-hmm. you know, performance based and um, man, we can really analyze ourselves and beat ourselves up and worry about a lot just in this particular role. Yeah. So yeah. rest is important. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, you know, with that principle, it's the opposite of rest is doing something right. And if there's anything, our culture propagates, more than anything else, it's being a doer and performance and do, mm-hmm. do, 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 do things in your own strength, mm-hmm. which in a biblical worldview that that's the opposite of what we're called to do. Mm-hmm. And then that's really what this is. And so the more, uh, as a family, uh, the family unit can learn how to rest. Um, and, and again, kids aren't going to understand this. So this has to be demonstrated in a particular way, not just demonstrated by doing nothing, but actually providing the necessary commentary to give thought and the why behind why we're doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, good, good. I think a good exercise here would be just, it says uh, to only rest in God's presence and grace. You know, I would also probably add here attributes um, just because I think a good exercise would be really the more that I have learned God's names and define what those mean and the fruit of what that, then how that impacts me, you know, not only, you know, the communicable attributes in which I get to grow in my Christ likeness, but obviously the incommunicable that's only true about God. There's so much about that to where if I just preach and teach that to myself or remind myself of that every day, there's, that's really where, that's where I find the rest. I rest in the truth of God's word, right? I, tr- I rest in the truth of who God is and who I'm not. Um, and so I think a good exercise would be to either take your time in discipling and communicating and teaching others what those attributes are like who God is or uh, give them those types of assignments to remind themselves or read something particular every day. And then how, what does that mean then for how you proceed in this particular, you know, role or responsibility or whatever's specifically happening in their lives? That's good. And the last principle, um, is mercy. And this, I mean, this principle can't be overstated, you know, I mean, it's, Mm. it's, I mean, it's necessary just like grace. Um, but the principle, no parent gives mercy better than one who is convinced that he or she desperately needs it Mm. themselves. Um, so that, I mean, and that's a pretty good indication when, you know, as, as a counselor, when we're, with parents, you know, fathers and, and mothers who um, are so bent on their behavior and wanting to fix these things. And then when you ask them, well, how are you exhibiting mercy and grace? And that seems to be like a foreign concept based on the way they're responding. Mm. That may be a good opportunity for you as the counselor to maybe talk a little bit about grace and mercy with, with the parent at this point, because if they're not walking in that same mercy and to, trip's point here that if they're not walking in that in that mercy they won't be able to give it to their kids yeah that's right so um but yeah shauna like you mentioned before um we could honestly take one of these principles and turn it into a 20 30 minute podcast uh for each one but um max locato had a good a good quote on mercy and i can't find it i was going to try to 
communicate that here. But as I was looking for it, here's another one. He says, he says, mercy gave the prodigal son a second chance and grace gave him a feast, Mm. a feast. That's really good. But it's something about, um, I wish I had it memorized, but it's about, um, where the, where the offender isn't punished, but Oh, right here. Relationships don't thrive because the guilty are punished, but because the wounded are merciful. Mm. I really like that a lot. I think that's a really good one for this one. Well, um, I think that even goes back to Jeremy, you know, your, your personal story with your, with your own kid. Mm-hmm. Right. And just you, you had the opportunity to, to give them the law. Yes. And you chose mercy. Mm-hmm. So, and that's, that's simply giving to my children something they have not earned. Mm-hmm. Yep. When, when you're, when you're legalistic and based on law, they have to earn the favor. Yeah. Good um, point with all the rewards and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, so, uh, you know, one of my sons recently, you know, um, he and I had a little exchange where I had to do the same thing. Um, and that night he was, he was supposed to, are planning to go out to a party, birthday party with a lot of his friends. And um, really, you know, he should have been grounded for a few days or a week or maybe more. Yeah. Yeah. But I walked into his room and we had a a good conversation and he was uh, shaking in his boots, thinking he was going to be in big trouble. Um, And I just took it again as an opportunity to say, you know, you haven't earned going to this birthday party, but I want to impart the gospel of Christ to you right now. Um, And go, you and your friends go have a blast. And that created a little text conversation between he and I, where he was just very vulnerable and it really produced repentance in him and sorrow for what he had done. And uh, I think it was just a great learning lesson that probably the consequence may not have, have softened his heart the way mercy did. Yeah. Yeah. Like I do my time, but it's not changing my heart towards what I wanted to do. That's Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To where the difference between those godly, uh, you know, godly repentance and consequence versus worldly, worldly grief versus so, godly grief. Yeah. So I think a, a good, a good reminder of that would be, you know, the, the parent and making sure that, you know, there are spiritual disciplines in place. Mm. And, and again, it's, it's more about realizing that what we're trying to teach our kids are things that we also need to be reminded of and know how, how can we show that grace and mercy and even God's love in its fullness if, if we're not if we don't understand it to be true ourselves, mm-hmm. you know? And so then obviously it's then just an overflow. And so we can have more wisdom and discernment of those opportunities of seeing this as this is a perfect opportunity for that. Um, in other ways we could, we could act out of our own flesh and emotions. And so I think the more that we're in tuned with uh, allowing the Holy spirit to lead and guide us in those moments, um, hopefully then the more fruitful it will be. Yeah. And just in closing in that, just um, something that, you know, trip, kind of periodically makes his way back around this point throughout the book is that your parenting reveals more about you than your child. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, so uh, true. Yeah. And, Ouch. and yeah, <laughs> and, and well it is. And so we need that, but, and that's kind of the idea. So with all of these principles and honestly, these, I mean, these are absolutely born out of the gospel mm. and just to encourage, um, just, uh, just, our, you know, our, our lay leaders, our, our parents, and then our counselors, these 14 principles, uh, would be an absolute value, uh, to, to have in your counseling, uh, as, as a, as a homework assignment, um, you know, I would encourage you as a counselor to look at these, uh, get the book, look at the scripture verses that go with it, create a homework assignment around these for any parents that may be struggling, uh, with, with their kids and, and just in, in general in their parenting. Um, 
and just, yeah, it's a great resource. I'm glad we were able to, to take a few podcasts and really kind of speak to these. I was certainly reminded of, of, of some good principles mm-hmm. here. So thankful, for, thankful we did it. And uh, yeah, um, it'll be in the show notes and uh, go to christiancounseling.com for some great resources. Uh, not just this, but just anything uh, relating to, to parenting. Um, check us out. Mm-hmm.